Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. We're promoting a knowledge that's engaging and transforming, and it is our goal, our the whole sole reason we exist, to empower you, our listeners, to know and being, doing and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. Several ways you can do that. First and primary way, of course, you can always call into the show if you want to share your thoughts, insights, two cents, four cents, six cents a dollar, whatever it may be. Uh, do so by calling that number, uh, 347-237-5230. That's the number to call to get your thoughts and opinions, uh, comments on the air. You can also log into the chat room that's open, and it's available, and you can get your opinions there. Uh, on the chat room, um, you can also go visit our visit our Facebook page, like our Facebook page. That's Zira as uh, uh, Zira Today Network. You just go there, like it, and you can catch up some archive shows, whatever it may be. Uh, go blogtalkradio.com/slash Zira Today and catch up the archive shows. Subscribe to the show, get update. Uh, visit the website lorenzotineal.com or zerotoday.com lorenzotineal.com whichever one it doesn't matter and uh, you you'll be able to see articles and links and things of the nature. Shoot us an email pastorlorenzoneal at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Ah, Skype us, hype us, however you want to do us. <laughs> but we are here and we're glad to be on. Well, I want to say welcome to 2014. Happy New Year to you. Man, I'm excited about the new year. Now, I brought the new year in uh, in the emergency room. I was diagnosed with bronchitis, and I spent the last couple of weeks uh, forced to rest. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. But uh, I'm on the road to recovery, so if I sound kind of crazy, 
uh, blame the meds, the dope and the meds. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, try to do too much anyway. But I do hope that everybody has had a uh, wonderful holiday season. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a good one. And I tell you, um, this year has started out cold. It has been freezing. And uh, I was sharing with a friend of mine, my, my heat just wasn't putting, my, my heater wasn't putting out enough, man. I was bundled up <laughs> two, three layers of clothes for a couple of nights until we just had to bump it up and push that heat out, man. But uh, here in Mississippi and in Louisiana, I mean, it was as low as, I think, uh, the morning temperature was 14 degrees. But it's picking up, uh, and I, you know, I can't complain. I have friends up in on on the East Coast and in Chicago and Minnesota and places where it's really cold, and I mean, well, frigid. And I was talking, well, but I just don't see how y'all live up there. You know, <laughs> it, it was bad. Places getting snow iced over, and um, part of me, you know, that's part. That's my part. Uh, one reason why I'm glad I am in the South. When it gets cold, we know it's only for a little while. We uh, maybe a few weeks of cold weather, and I'm, cold weather for us is you know 30 degrees, you know 32 degrees freezing. When they tell us you know you got to turn the water on at night, that's about it. <laughs> Anything lower than that, ah oh, man, ah you know I don't know. I can't do it. Maybe y'all can, but uh, we're still praying for those who are uh, experiencing that or what were they calling that winter vortex weather whatever they're calling it now. But uh, it's passing along. And, but uh, see after those who are elderly. See after those who are homeless. And if you can, make donations that are the, uh, especially these shelters, make donations that, uh, you know, the other than financial donations, make reasonable do- hygiene, uh, blankets, and things of that nature. Check on the elderly. Make sure that their heater system is blowing well. You know, do something for them. Make sure they're covered up. The kids, uh, some of them are going back to school. So uh, there are a lot of them who don't have jackets or coats. See what you can do to help them. That, you know, that, that's something you can do. It wouldn't hurt you. But, uh, I, you know, it's a, one, it's a cold start to 2014, and I hope it is a prosperous one for you and others. Let me take a swag of this to keep my throat going here, you know. Anyway, I got a good show lined up for you. Uh, we're going to be talking primarily in the bottom of the hour. We're going to be uh, talking about pastors and stalkers, and this works both ways. You have those who stalk pastors, and you have pastors who stalk people. Uh, congregants and whatever you want to do. So we're going to talk about that in the uh, in the latter in the bottom of the hour. And of course, it's come to prominent uh, issue recently because of a uh, case of a missing person and her uh, link to Pastor Marvin Sapp. So we'll talk about that. But uh, let's before we go any further, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this new year. We thank you for another opportunity to be able to uh, get on the show. Praise you, O oh God, for what you're going to do. Let the words of our mouth and message of our heart be acceptable in sight. We ask this in your name. Amen. All right, let me get this Lee story in. This, uh, this, uh, I've had some interesting stories that I've been reading since I've been refined to home care for the last couple of weeks. And there was a story that has gone viral over the Internet. And uh, it's a story about this pastor. Uh, 
and I, you know, we pastors can we can be crazy people. But listen to this story. There's this there's the story that has been going viral about a pastor who, um, an attempt to to display his faith in Christ and to display his uh, kingdom power of Christ, decides that he would recreate the miracle of Jesus' walking on the water. And the story goes that um, an African pastor, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, I think it's Kabeli, Frank Cabelli, something like that. But either way, anyway, he decides that he would prove uh, his faith and the power of Christ by demonstrating to his disciples the ability to walk on water. And the story goes that he um, he went to a local uh, beach, and while his disciples, uh, his followers, members were gathered there, he began to walk, and and not further, not not too far along, he uh, takes a plunge and is drowned in the undertow or whatever, and. Um, he this happening all while his uh, his members are watching. That has been circulating. I mean, I've seen so many people share this story, and uh, and you know, I'm, I'm I've I've, I've <laughs> I, I, I was trying to believe that it was it was not true, and it turns out it is not true. It is a hoax. It has been a persistent internet hoax since at least 2006. Um, the original story came from a uh, a a, uh, a UK magazine, uh, a British magazine, where they pr- reported that this 35 that the pastor was 35 years old, and that in 2006 that uh, he, he did this, and it's been going on for uh, since 2006. So for at least the last eight years, this story has been <laughs> going on. And the the story starts that uh the pastor, you know, he's he's excited about his faith and he gets a revelation from God that uh if he had enough faith he could walk on the water like Jesus and of course he did that and eyewitnesses saw that but uh that he would walk across the little estuary where it is and which usually takes about twenty minutes by boat. So it's a it's a crazy story, and the fact that it has gone viral is amazing to me because you know I, there are a lot of preachers that do a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, we just can't get around it. And we're going to touch on some of those crazy things later on as we get into the main topic. But you know, reading stories like this, it always amazes me sometimes how gullible uh, people of faith can be. Uh, those who Take the scriptures literally. I mean, literally. Uh, no, <laughs> you know, those who say that they, uh, you know, uh, you know, there are churches where where you know they take up snakes. And I've been in one of those services. You know, they uh, one of those apostolic Pentecostal churches, and they're dancing and they're speaking in tongues and they're doing all of this stuff. And and next thing you know, I I'm looking and they pull out the snakes and they're handling the snake. And these are not you know these are poisonous rattlesnakes or whatever it may be. And they're just you know doing all of this and and you know the preacher would pass it around and the people would dance with it and uh, you know that was their 
faith. If they got bit, they, they believed this because the scripture said that, you know, if you got bit by a serpent, it wouldn't harm you. So, uh, of course, I wasn't crazy enough to do that, and I still ain't crazy enough to do that. You won't catch me doing it. But, you know, you know sometimes uh, people think can be really gullible. And this story is one of those, you know, I can actually imagine somebody doing something like this. I can actually imagine some pastor telling his people, uh, you know, they can do stuff like this. Because think about these cults who, uh, uh, what is it, Heaven's Gate? You remember the Heaven's Gate cult uh, where they believed that the, uh, that Comet was coming by and that was going to be their space spaceship to take them out to their alien planet or wherever it was? And... Uh, 39, I forget the number, but, you know, I think it was 97 or somewhere in there that that happened. And these guys, you know, uh, they showed the pictures where they were decked out in their Nike jumpsuits and uh, they were all ready for <laughs> the comet, the Hellbop comet, I think that was it. And it's crazy, but, you know, people are gullible. Part of religion, uh, uh, part of the religious experience requires some sense of gullibility. You have to have blind faith in some sense. And, you know, church folk have have made that, they've turned that into something crazy, I tell you that much. But uh, that's not here. I just thought that was a funny story I'd share. Uh, and to, you know, seeing that it was shared so much on Facebook, I was like, this can't be real. This is not a true story. It can't be a true story. And, of course, it's a hoax, but, Hey, probably some pastor here in America, somewhere in the world, uh, that that's probably crazy enough to try to do something like that. But anyway, I digress. One more his, one more headline before we take a break and uh, get into the topic of the day. Again, we're going to be talking about pastor and stalker and church insanity. So, uh, in about an hour, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, of course, we've all been hearing about the case of young. Uh, Jahai McMath, I think that's her name, right? The young girl who uh, went into uh, the hospital for a routine tonsillectomy, and uh, the, it was either botched or she had compli- complications following the surgery that left her uh, brain dead. Uh, and this was, of course, you know, it was first it was it was um, released, and uh, she was brain dead. She uh, determined that by the hospital officials brain dead, but her parent, her family, particularly her mother, would not let go and did not want to take her off life support. And I understand that completely. I am with that mother. You know, don't just you know, you know don't just give up quickly. Miracles can happen. We've seen it happen. We know that humans are amazing. Uh, we're amazing creatures. Um, the the Fidelity of the human spirit is amazing, is beyond comprehension. Uh, persons who are woken, awakened out of comas, uh, uh, persons who find supernatural strength in extreme circumstances. So the human creature is an amazing one, and this mother did not want to give up hope on her daughter. However, the doctors and uh, felt otherwise. I, I was watching and I was listening to the doctor, and I was seeing his emotion as he he's like he was saying that you know she should just get on. 
the child is dead. You know, the, he he wouldn't even call the child's name. He was saying the deceased, the deceased. So they went into this uh, for the last couple of weeks. They went into the this um, legal battle about um, whether she was, even if she was brain dead, should they take it off? And the hospital wanted to, but the family did not. And so, uh, just recently uh, on last week, uh, the family won a uh, decision where they were able to transfer. For her from a from the hospital, the children's hospital in uh, Oakland, to uh, a undisclosed location. Um, but you know this, they had to get the court. They had to go through the coroner's office to do so. The, the coroner had uh, pronounced her dead. The coroner had already signed her death certificate, dated for uh, I think somewhere in the 12th or 13th of December. So, and the legal system, legally, she's dead. The hospital declared it. The doctors declared it. Everyone declared that she's dead except for the mother and the family. Um, so now she's in an undisclosed facility, and the recent report is that um, they're not sure she's going to make it. Um, the attorney for the family, uh, the brain-dead young lady, has um, has said that they're not sure. Um she has she while she was while she is having certain responses to her mother and contact uh what they're saying is that her body has just deteriorated i mean there is no brain function uh that they're that they're saying and they're saying um her mother saying she still has a heartbeat and she's gonna keep her alive but now they're saying that uh her body has deteriorated to, to the point since she was declared brain dead. She's in very bad shape, and um, it doesn't look good. So maybe well, this brings up the question, you know, several questions for me. And as a pastor, we, we have to deal with it. I've had to deal with it as a counselor, as a chaplain at a hospital. You know, these end-of-life issues, uh, uh, these families have to go through, you know, uh, when to say when to say goodbye, when to let go, when is it over, you know. And in this case, you know, the the, the child's family put up a wonderful fight uh, to not let the, the the doctors say it, I guess, have the final say. They wanted to have the final say. And I've been with families like that. They want, they want to have the final say. They want to determine when their loved one has hit, has gone away. And you can't blame them for that. I, I, I don't blame them for that at all. Uh, but now the question is, uh, what will they do? If it's beyond, if it's irreparable, if if uh, even in this long ter- long-term care facility that she is in, uh, if she does not improve, if some people have been on life support for months, some have been on for years, it's you know it's up to the family. Uh, brings me back to this case uh, several years ago. Uh, Terry Schreiber, I think that's her name. Terry Schreiber was on life support, and she had been living on a ventilator for years. And uh, the question was, should she be euthanized? Uh, the doctors, you know, she's been brain dead. You know, should they pull the plug? Uh, and you know, is she alive? Is she dead? And course got into it got involved in it it became a a uh, rallying cry 
for Christian evangel- evangelical Christians, you know, they began to people like Pat uh, Robertson, Jerry Falwell, those guys, they were rallying behind her and things of that nature. Even President George Bush got on the on the bandwagon. Of course, she passed, or so you know, she she did eventually die because they had to take her off. But uh, there were those people who were saying that the law was playing, you know, the government was playing God or the doctor was playing God, whatever it may be. That argument, I can't really, can't really say. But you know, those are the kind of things we should ask. What, you know, and we got to deal with. How do, how do we determine that? When should we determine it? Who should determine it? But, you know, it's a very, very sad story. Continue to pray for uh, my math family, the mother and all involved. Uh, I mean, because it's a very tedious thing. And I still believe God can do a miracle. I, you know, I was, say, I was reading, uh, you know, a lot of people were posting it that she had been removed from the hospital and they would, you know, post some praise about her, like God healed her and I had to correct her and say, No, no, she's not healed, no, she didn't get in the bed, she's still brain dead. It's just that, you know, they moved her to a, a long term care facility that specializes in patients like her. So we'll see how it comes down. But they still need to know that uh God is still able, even if he doesn't, he still is. Alright, we're gonna take a uh, break. I've gone rambled on for a little while, and when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the pastor stalker and church insanity. So I know you're going to be ready for that. So get ready for the great discussion. We'll be back right after this. How much money do you need to make each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen who need to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday, and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six figure income and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. Today, we stand against the tyranny of single-mile credit cards. Battle speech, right? May I? For too long, people have settled for single miles. With the Capital One Venture Card, you'll earn double miles on every purchase every day. Hawaii, here we come. So sign up today for a venture card at CapitalOne.com. And start earning double. What's in your wallet? Can you play games on that? Not on the runway. I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. 
to keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Welcome back to Zero Today. Your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're glad that you're joining us. Again, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. It's the first show of 2014, and we're looking forward to having some great shows as the year goes on. Uh, so I'm excited about starting this year off. I'm excited about everything. You know, it's, hey, it's just wonderful. But it, that's it. It's the bottom of the hour. We're going to get straight into the subject today, the topic today, Pastor Stalker. And church in Sandy. Now, uh, if you've been following the news, you've probably been hearing about a young doctor who in Michigan who has gone missing missing for several weeks now, uh, Dr. Talika Patrick. Uh, Dr. Patrick um, 